Hello everyone, my name is Illumide. And my name is Christy. And welcome to the Big Empty Purse podcast. The showrunners must have decided, like, this is the character we want. Oh, they wanted like, him they to play him, a dusty white dude, dusty white dude, dusty white dude, dusty white dude. Okay, <laughs> you got it. So, Christy, what have you been up to since the last episode? Well, I finally got vaccinated against COVID. Hey! The first or the second dose? <laughs> so, so stupid. I love American healthcare. So, Virginia <laughs> has been a hot mess about distributing vaccines, and we weren't sure when we were going to get them. And a friend of ours knew a like series of clinics in North Carolina that were doing vaccinations to like even for out of state residents because they just had so many that they were uh, we talked to them when we were at the place and they were like, "Yeah, we're running out of people to call to give these vaccines to." So we made an appointment at this place in North Carolina on Saturday. We drove all the way down to the lovely Rocky Mount, North Carolina. It's three and a half hours. Wow. And we had scheduled it for the like Pfizer Moderna. So it would have been the first of two shots. But we got there and all they had was Johnson & Johnson. <laughs> Which then we were like, ooh, it was like, is it fine? Is it good? We were like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. We just need to get vaccinated. Got the vaccine. My husband got the full North Carolina experience of every single person talking to him, asking how his day was. Oh my God. <laughs> Like chatting, chatting, chatting. <laughs> they had a photo booth. Oh, really? For, like, <laughs> which was which was very cute. And I definitely took a photo and realized afterwards we were like, wow, they have all these shared photo booth props at a COVID vaccine. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't going to say nothing. So the Johnson & Johnson is the one shot one, right? Johnson & Johnson is the one shot. So got back. We were sick all weekend. <laughs> With just side effects. It wasn't terrible. We were expecting it. And then I forget if it was Sunday or Monday that Virginia suddenly and unexpectedly opened it up to everyone for vaccines. Good timing. <laughs> Fantastic timing. <laughs> so, wow, 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 wow. Oh, and then it was what, like two days after that where they paused giving out Johnson & Johnson, which I'm not worried because it's, they're pausing. I like, I'm actually conf like confused why they're pausing it oh. for something that's a one in a million side yeah. effect. But then every single family member and friend was like, oh my God, did you see this in the news? <laughs> like my phone Ugh. was blowing up. I understand precaution, but like, come on. I feel like they're doing more harm than good though. Like the yeah. number of people who are now not going to get a vaccine, vaccine. because they're scared because they pulled one out in the middle, I feel like is a more damaging than the one in a million person sure. who's going to get blood clots, which you know what else gives you blood clots as a rare side effect? COVID. Right. <laughs> like, I'm sitting there like, come on. And the thing is, if, if, if they're going to, you know, pull one out, are they then going to try to up the availability of the others just so more people can at least get those? I don't think that's likely. So they're really just, they're creating a short for what reason? I am vaccinated against COVID. So that is great. I'm happy about that. I've also still been addicted to TikTok, which TikTok has some excellent algorithms. Don't know how they work. They're 
are very good, which is a blessing and a curse. The content they're showing me is just so accurate that I don't want it to be true. Like, it's now showing me all these videos about, like, educating out-of-touch millennials. I literally get, like, this guy who does the Millennial Weekly Recap and, like, tells you about all the trends. I get him, too. All the time. <laughs> you get him, too? Every single time. All the time. And it's useful, too. I'm like, oh. That's not the like, I hate that it's useful. I got, like, this woman, because uh, I've seen them, I've seen the Gen Zers do the thing where they, like, extend out their arm and point to, like, the inside of their elbow. Yeah, they extend one arm out and point to the inside of their elbow with the other hand. And <laughs> some millennial on TikTok is like, hey, what does this mean? What's it mean? Guys, please, what's it mean? And <laughs> she was, because <laughs> she said what I thought it meant. I was like, oh, doing drugs. Like, ah, because that's where you <laughs> inject drugs <laughs> apparently that's not what it means <laughs> clearly all the millennials were like oh yeah drugs uh, it's not even that interesting i'm just it's apparently means like ice in my veins some sports person did it it means like i don't know anyway i hate that tiktok has clocked me for this like, you know who i get you know who else i get is um <laughs> the black guy who like does the gen x because millennials are gen y so it's Gen X, Millennials, and Gen Z, and Gen Alpha. And he just does the yeah. thing where he, he roasts every single one of those four in the same video. <laughs> I saw that same guy the other day. <laughs> the Millennial in the video was like, is it safe to drink before and after getting your COVID vaccine? <laughs> <laughs> Except, yes. how are Gen Z not alcoholics? Like, I thought that was just a I thing thought, now. Yeah. Like, Maybe they're better adjusted and they don't need liquor. I I can't fathom. <laughs> I also must have liked a few too many TikToks about depression because now I get the therapist TikToks where they're like making a TikTok. They're like, put five fingers up and like put them down. And they're like, these are signs you were raised by a narcissist. Like, these are signs that you, <laughs> you may want to get screened for ADHD. I'm like, what the fuck? God damn it, TikTok. I get those too. Oh my God. TikTok is literally targeting us. <laughs> Yeah, I got the one where it's like, do you have issues setting boundaries? Yeah, that's because I was like, I was like, okay, stop right there. Like, none of it is wrong. Like, some of it upsets me that it managed to figure that out about me so quickly, but it's not wrong. <laughs> it's not wrong. Um, this is the point of the episode where we say hello to Lil Nas X. Shout out to Lil Nas X. I have been obsessed with all the videos he posts on his TikTok because every single one of them is absolute gold. Good morning and good afternoon and good evening to Lil Nas X. And this has been your shout out to Lil Nas X. <laughs> Our weekly oh shout out. <laughs> I also finished the book Children of Blood and Bone, which I believe I was talking about last week. Oh, yeah. I was listening to the audiobook. I binged like the last several hours of it. It was so good. I have already started the sequel, which is Children of Virtue and Vengeance. And I'm probably going to finish that in 0.5 seconds and be very upset that the third book is not out yet. But the end of the book, there's an author's note. Tomi Adeyemi was like, I'm, I'm not fucking around with all of you. Here we go. In case you missed some wow. very, very, very clear symbolism throughout this book. This book is an allegory for police brutality. And if you're upset about the teenage characters dying in this book and you're not upset about black teenagers being killed by the police, you need to take a second to reflect. Are you serious? <laughs> yes. <laughs> she didn't <laughs> it was I loved it. I'm so glad. She was like, look, I really made this clear for y'all, but in case it was not clear enough. 
<laughs> I'm gonna. I'm not gonna make this episode a depressing episode. But like the the. I think it's Dante White when the, the officer she she said she claimed she mistook the gun for a taser. No version of it. Like every every possible version of what might have actually happened with that is horrible. Like either she literally is incompetent enough that she thought it was a taser in which case oh god that person has been in the field for decades right that incompetent with a deadly weapon two it's like unconscious bias where she was like afraid and like consciously thought she was going for one and grabbed the other that's horrible or three she's just straight lying yep which is like every alternative like no matter what's actually going on with that is all just horrible 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 and somebody made a meme (laughs) that flipped it backwards where they show like how black people can walk around with a pocket full of Skittles and they're like, it looks like a gun right. or uh, right. uh, something that's <laughs> not even anything gun related. It looks like a gun. It looks like a gun. And now you flip it over and the yeah. police is like, well, it looks like a taser. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a taser. Yeah. I think Ooh. she she needs to definitely be held very much accountable because I think a gun and a taser really like, stop killing us, please. But yeah, shout out to Tommy Adeyemi. Tommy Adeyemi. Yeah, shout out to her for like putting it black and white making it very clear because some people will say i love that book and they would have missed the whole point so shout out to her (laughs) she she was coming for those people she was like don't you dare say you love my book and not understand what it's about (laughs) so i really haven't done anything this week other than struggle that's like been it but what I did see the other day is somebody posted like a compilation on YouTube of all the cool movies that are going to come out in 2021. So I watched it because I think, oh, okay, what can I look forward to? And there are a few movies on here. I think uh, over the past year and a half, all the cool movies that were going to come out, they've had to delay. I think they'll eventually start coming out later in the year. And I'm really looking forward to it. And the first one is they're making a movie, I think somewhat of a modern version. I don't know if it's a period piece, but Emma Stone as Cruella DeVille. And I'm actually mm-hmm. looking forward to it so i was like okay i'm looking forward to that also i think they may actually end up releasing james bond's no time to die at the end of the year i really hope they do i really hope they do we'll talk about it on episode 63 of big empty curse (laughs) (laughs) they're also releasing another fast and furious movie they're releasing fast and furious 9 (laughs) do we really need another fast and furious nobody asked for this absolutely nobody (laughs) they're going to do a quiet place part two Also, I've been going back to listen to a lot of the Junior Mafia songs, the Lil' Kim stuff, and I forgot how hard she went in the late 90s. I forgot. The get money, the jump off, the actually, and even after the 2000 turn when she did Lighters Up, that song slaps. <laughs> I also have been listening mm-hmm. to Aliyah. Um, and actually, I, I started off listening to a whole bunch of DMX, you know, after he passed. He, I remember like he did some a song. What was it called? Back in One Piece? Actually, I think he had more than one song with Aliyah. And then I went on like a whole Aliyah binge. And I was like, <laughs> wow, this is nostalgia galore. So if you guys are Gen Z or Gen Alpha and you're listening to this, you need to figure out who Aliyah is and go listen to all her music. Thank me later. You're welcome. Oh, we didn't talk about the Batman. <laughs> Let's talk about the Batman. Robert Patterson. Pattinson? Patterson? Pattinson. Robert Pattinson is the new Batman. And I think they're going to release the new Batman movie in later 2021. I'm looking forward to this because I know many of us will never forget or forgive 
Robert Pattinson <laughs> for his portrayal of Edward Cullen in the Twilight movies, which in hindsight, we all collectively admit those movies were trash. The books mm -hmm. were also trash and they were based mm -hmm. in some Mormon theology that does not, you know what? I'm gonna get canceled on this episode, like roasting Mormons <laughs> like this, but that book was trash. The movies were trash and Robert Pattinson mm -hmm. being in it was not good for him. But, and however, yeah. He has the range, and I'm looking forward to how he's going to portray Batman in the new movie. I think he's going to do it much differently than anybody else has done it. I, actually, I hope he does. But my favorite Batman so far is the, the one before Ben Affleck, Christian Bale's Batman. Genius. That, those three, the trilogy over there, the best ones. But the least one, we all agree, is the one George Clooney did. The nipple Batman. The nipple! His... <laughs> <laughs> they put the nipple on the bodysuit. I am very slowly forgiving Robert Pattinson. It takes a lot for Twilight, but he was he was really excellent in The Lighthouse, which was yes. a very dramatic role. He was actually really good in Oh, I can't remember the actual name of the movie. I think it's Good Time. My husband and I call it Dumb Heist because that's essentially the plot of a movie. <laughs> It's like, you know, all those very like slick heist movies Yes. where it's like everything is perfectly planned out. This movie is about like these two guys who try and do a robbery and it's just so, it's so stupid. Everything goes wrong in the dumbest ways. They keep making terrible decisions. It's hilarious. <laughs> and Robert Pattinson is one of the two main characters. It's so good. <laughs> I need to see that. I need to see that because I, I know he has the range, but I don't know his body of work just because I, I just never bothered mm -hmm. trying to forgive him for the Twilight movies. So I think now that yeah. I know he's going to do the best. Batman, I think I need to go give him a chance and look at all his other body of work. So the topic we'll be discussing today is friendships. I guess we can start by talking about our friendship. Do you remember where we met? Not exactly. Well, we met at Carnegie Mellon, where we went to college <laughs> in Illumide's favorite city of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. <laughs> I think we met orientation week, but it may have been, at the latest, it was the first week of classes. Right. But I think we met during freshman orientation week. I think we did. I actually do think we did. If I remember correctly, it was, I think we, we might have been in line for something at the university, is it called the university center? Mm -hmm. And I think either you were ahead of me or you were behind me or whatever. And I think you were with a group of friends and I was with some people that I had met to, maybe people on my floor or something. And I don't know, We I think we just started talking and I, I just... And then later during that orientation week, we were on the cut. It might have been the same day. And I think it was night out. We just hung out on the cut for whatever reason. I don't understand why. Somebody we both know who I think lived on your floor freshman mm -hmm. year took a photo of us. But in that photo, because back in the day, kids, believe it or not, cameras at night could not capture black people. <laughs> So when we took that photo, Christy is white and I'm not. All you could see was Christy and another set of eyes and teeth. And it was such a contrast. I think that is how I remember how we met. So that's probably the first picture that was taken of the two of us, which we've, we refer to this photo all the time just as the contrast. <laughs> <laughs> because the camera picked up if <laughs> you're not looking at me right now. So if you don't know what I look like, I'm very pale white. <laughs> so the camera saw me and was like, <laughs> and made me so white. 
and illuminate <laughs> faded into nothing. I was not even there. All you saw were my eyes and my teeth, and that was it. But I mean, oh cameras didn't get better for at least the next five years. So yeah. almost every photo we took at night was exactly the same thing. You'd see Christy, and then you just wouldn't see me. And that was that. Even professional photographers. I have a friend of mine who is a black woman, and she's her husband is white, and she said she did so much research picking a wedding photographer. She was like, I'm not disappearing in all of my wedding photos <laughs> because, because all the camera picks up is my white husband. <laughs> I'm so happy the cameras have come a long way. But yeah, we met very early on. So we've been friends. Let's just out how old we are since we met freshman year of college. I think think 11 years at least 10 years i think going on 11 years yeah, now that makes sense yeah i think that's true yeah and also we had we had this class together like the very first semester and it was one of those like intense research classes where we were in the same room for at least six hours a week and then we had to like meet outside to mm -hmm. do other stuff that like also we may have had other classes where we saw each other but this one was at least six hours a week in class and we would yep. see each other for six hours a week. So each, and it was a year long class. It was, too. Yes, it was a whole so it was the entirety of freshman <laughs> year. It was yeah. many, many hours a week. Honestly, that class I made, I made so many friends through that class. And even the people I didn't end up friends with were so memorable. Like yes. we still talk about people <laughs> and things that happened in that class. <laughs> Yes. That cost was a trip. It was. It's so wild. When I think about that now, it's like that that was a wild time. All of freshman year of college, like not for us, but freshman year of anyone's college experience is such a weird thing. Like we literally met in line at a thing during orientation week and now we've been friends for 11 years. Exactly. Like, I, it's, so, I, it's so bizarre. A magical time is college freshman year. It's it's so weird. Everything yeah. in your mind just changes. Your whole life just gets flipped upside down. And you just, you just roll with it. You just roll with it. Yeah, because everyone else is flipping upside down with you. So exactly. You, you know what bond. I remember? <laughs> I remember vividly from that orientation week is the orientation songs. The, oh I throw my hands up in the air sometimes. Say yo, baby, let's go. <laughs> I wanna celebrate and live my life. <laughs> and also, I came to oh dance, 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 dance. <laughs> oh I'm God. wearing all my favorite brands, 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 brands. <laughs> Oh. Anyway, I, I vividly remember because Orientation Week, wherever we went, they would be blaring those songs. And we just called them the Orientation Music. That that was the Orientation Week songs that we heard. God. If I put together a playlist of like the soundtrack of my life, I know automatically the songs that are going to go <laughs> in that spot. I just know them. Yeah. But yeah, you're probably the friend who I've been friends with and stayed close friends with the longest in my life ditto it's, it's fucking <laughs> it's wild and crazy. this i mean it's, it's really crazy <laughs> because obviously like before we went to college we lived several lives before that so there must have been people that we've <laughs> known before then but i can't i can't think of after i stopped so seeing those people for a certain number of months even years there's no keeping in touch it's not the case where i could fall out for like three years and then like oh one day we'll like send each other a message and we'll just kick you and carry on no those people were gone and they that was just that on that it was it was the end yeah which i'm not mad about like they can stay gone like when i think about my mom and her friends they, she'll talk about how they've been friends for 30 plus years 40 plus years and i was like that is a fucking long time and now i'm saying that i've known people 
people for 11 years running. I was like, wow, that's exactly how time works. We're getting there. I mean, being friends for 11 years just means you have great struggles and also great fun. Emphasis on the struggles. Yes. The struggles are great. I don't think you can be friends with someone for more than a year and just not have memories of each other going through struggles. We could have an episode about struggles. We could do a whole nother podcast about struggles. (laughs) (laughs) I even have, I was going through our old photos and I literally have a photo of you falling out of a chair, which instead of helping you, I let you fall out of the chair photographed you doing it and then captioned it the struggle (laughs) was i laughing or did i just fall out of the chair because i have no balance i think i don't know because you're laughing in the photo but i don't know if you fell out of the chair laughing uh i think you were in a chair this was when we were helping some mutual friends of ours move into an apartment after college struggles can be such a good catalyst for friendship yes yes (laughs) like some of the people i've been through the struggliest struggles with are some of my best friends (laughs) I don't know which way it happens, but... The good friends that you have, when you go through struggles, it's not the pity, woo-woo-woo, let's cry it out. It's they are there to laugh at you in the middle of that struggle (laughs) and just let you know that you're not the only one and then we're all in this together going through this struggle. We will make it somehow or the next. I mean, even some of our mutual friends that we're still really good friends with, they were also there for like a lot of our struggles. Yep, those are the people who saw us in the library at 3 a.m. wearing clothes from the previous day (laughs) eating cup noodles (laughs) trying to do homework for a class we shouldn't even be in (laughs) first of all the number of sleepless nights i had in college i think is astounding i don't even i don't know why we struggled so hard i mean it was difficult yes Mm -hmm. but i don't i don't it's almost like we couldn't catch a break it didn't matter if it was year one year two year three i was a chemistry major and you were a biology major so we had a lot of classes in common but not all of them right (laughs) but we we had a lot of the same circle of friends and (laughs) there were there were all these classes that had a reputation for the struggle that you just knew were coming. Like all of the biology majors ended up so close, I feel like, because one of the biology labs in particular just, oh. or maybe it was all of the biology labs, just wrecked people. When I tell you this, so look, let me just out CMU right now. They are like, the way, the way the credits are set up, right? They're called units. And each unit of a course is supposed to represent the number of hours you can spend. Spend, that the class can require you to spend on whatever project that class gives you, right? So the, the maximum that they cap it at is 12 units. They cannot put a class to be more than 12 units. So our bio lab was 12 units, but it wasn't 12 units because they required you to spend 12 hours outside of class time for that class. It was 12 units because that was the maximum. The actual number of hours <laughs> you would spend working on biolab we calculated it it's about 44 hours a fucking week oh my god a week i didn't say a semester i said a week so we would go into biolab and we would know we're gonna be here for a while and i was so fortunate that the apartment that i lived in was exactly across the street i'm not even exaggerating you'd cross and i lived right across the street so what i would do is i would shuttle back and forth like if I had something going in lab and I was hungry, because of course you can't leave an experiment like going for three hours and not attend to it. I would sprint across, go home, grab something to eat, eat it as I was crossing the street right back 
to the lab, toss it in the trash, and go straight back to the experiment. We just, we knew that was what it had to be. At the end of Biolab, all of us, we looked at each other and we were like, Phew. And there were, it was for, there were two of them. There was part A and part B. It's not the case you were done with it in one semester. Like the second oh. semester, you'd have to come back. <laughs> we were After that year was done, we were like, no more. It's, good. it's like some of the struggles you don't choose, but some of them you can choose to go through together. Like we both, one of the requirements at our college was that you take a computer science course, <laughs> which we both put off until our senior year and then did together. <laughs> When I tell you, look, <laughs> my computer skills are completely remedial. So when I went in, I was like, okay, that's a course that I know I'm not going to do well in. So let's just leave it oh, until God. the very end. So literally, it's like literally <laughs> senior year. Was it first or second semester? And I was like, okay, um, I've taken pretty much all the requirements at this point, I'm just taking electives because why not? And then I realized, oh, wait, no, actually, um, I left off the computer science class and I put it on. I registered for that class and I literally was looking for people that I knew to struggle through this class with me. And then you also had done the same thing. And I was like, bless. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, bless, we're doing this together. Like, I would go to class and they'd be like, okay, we're going to say what the week's project is. I'd just be like, absolutely not. And what I would do is they had office hours. And you know how, like, office hours are supposed to be, like, you do the homework and you have one specific question, like, if, in case you get stuck. And then you go resolve it. You can be in and out in, like, maybe 10 minutes. And then you go back and finish mm -hmm. the homework and you're good. Nope. I'd just take the homework. As soon, like, literally, office hour would open and I'd be waiting for the, the TA to show up. I'm like, so what we're going to do is you're actually going to then teach me step by step how to do this homework. Because let me tell you something. If you don't, I'm going to fail. And if I fail, I'm going to drop it and then come back next semester and you will deal with me all over again. So we're going to be pals, man. We are going to. Be, and I think one of our TAs, his name was Jack. Jack was sick of my shit by like week two. He was sick of my shit. And I said, no, we have a whole three months to get this over with. So you and I, we're going to be friends. You're going to see me every Tuesday and every Thursday for at least the whole two hours of your office hours. Shout out to Jack. Jack, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm sorry for what I put you through, but it was necessary. But we had a lot of fun times in college, too. It wasn't all. I mean, some of the struggles were fun, sort of because they were funny. But we also had fun, like... Yeah legitimately fun times we had a great time we had a great time i remember um after i turned 21 we would go to phi phi used to be a bar that was close to campus well phi was a i think phi was an acronym it was phi I, right i don't yeah. remember what it was though and the drinks at phi first of all no wonder they closed those <laughs> drinks should not be that cheap they were so cheap you would pay two dollars for like a really strong drink that'll get you fucked up mm -hmm. which by the yeah. way was at that point was necessary i think you know <laughs> the sun don't shine in pittsburgh I, there really isn't much to do i know you said there were some things to do i no. don't believe you the only thing that there was to do was to just drink yourself into trolling 
you'd get drunk and then everything would be a great time. So drinking just became the activity. No wonder the Gen Z think we're alcoholics. But anyway. Yeah, um, I mean, we are. <laughs> we, I mean, they didn't lie. No, so we would go to Fi and I remember just, we would, and I hated those drinks because they, they tasted terrible, but they got the job done. Oh, yeah. So Fi, and there's also that other, do you remember that bar that was in Oakland that had fish bowls? Oh, oh God, what was the name of the bar? I, I do don't remember them. I remember it. I remember there were two oh. places in Pittsburgh that had good fish bowls. It was the one in Oakland yeah. and it was stacked. And stacked used to be in Shadyside. I don't know if it's still there. Yeah, stacked so, was one of them. What yes. Was the one in Oakland. I forget. And it had forget. all the ducks in it. Yes, um. yes. And I hated that bar because it had the folks, all the bros from Pitt would go there and mm-hmm. I would just get a headache seeing them. They just really annoy me. But the the fish bowls were great. I think doing this so often is how I managed to get my tolerance up. Because <laughs> you would go out and like you already knew that you had to consume minimum three fish bowls. For those of yeah. you who don't know what a fish bowl is, it's pretty much like I want to say it's a margarita that they serve to you in a big glass of a fish bowl. And they just put it in and they put those long colorful straws and that's how they served it and you just share them with your friends this is pre-covid guys pre-covid pre-covid you can share drinks then you, you they bring you the whole fishbowl right. and it wasn't the case where you know we're responsible adults now counting our drinks because we weren't driving anywhere then we we're just having a good time oh, yeah. you just knew that you were gonna finish three fishbowls and that was it that was it. Yeah, God knows. I have no, like, I wouldn't even be able to estimate how many standard drinks one of those fish bowls is. Oh. <laughs> no idea. It could be anywhere between, like, 3 and 15. I have no <laughs> <laughs> I like, I But they were so, I mean, they were so much fun to down. Because I think they, I don't know yeah. how they flavored them. I think they, they flavored them electric blue type of grenadine. And Oh, I think, yeah, blue curacao. I think they thank were, you. they I were blue. I think that's yeah. what it was. Right. And that stuff masks the taste of the tequila whatever is in there and they were strong (laughs) drinks okay that was fun we did have fun every year was what they'd put on like a a carnival the university had put on like you'd have no classes for two days in like the springtime and it was just what was supposed to be a de-stressing time but really it was just (laughs) an alternative stress time because then you'd stress about <laughs> building boots for carnival or whatever it was that you were doing for carnival. Because it was just like an extra curricular activity that you had to do. And then all the pressure oh, came God. on you, like the two days that you had to complete it. <laughs> and you'd go check out the boots, hopefully not sober. This is, by the way, it'd be literally oh, no. 11 a.m. in the morning and nobody would be sober. Like, no. nobody. I miss going to those bars in Oakland in our hoe clothes from H&M and Forever 21. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about the hoe club. <laughs> from the, in some $3 pair of shorts from Forever 21 that would fall apart the next day. <laughs> you, I mean, they'd fall apart while you were wearing them the very first time. <laughs> they'd make it to 1 a.m. <laughs> exactly. They, they would disintegrate on your body. We would go shopping at H&M and Forever 21, and I would pose exactly like the mannequins. Yes. And those mannequins, they never had a normal pose. Like, the pose was always some bullshit. It was some contortionist nonsense. And I would just pose right next to it in the exact same pose and we'd take photos. And that was... I have so many photos of you posing with the mannequins. (laughs) That was... 
That was fine. I hope they're still like that. I haven't been in a Forever 21 in a long time. I'll be very disappointed if I go there and the mannequins are normal. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I think it's part of their brand. The mannequins cannot be posed normally. They have to be doing the absolute most. You know what? Maybe I'll I'll find... I don't know if... Is Forever 21 even still in business? I think so. You know what? Yeah, the generation after us, they need it. So I'm sure they're still in business. I will find one and go to it just to, just to take photos of the mannequin and just see if they're still as lousy as we remember. <laughs> now their website is still up. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, okay. They're still in business. Shout out to Forever 21. Y'all kept us entertained for many a Saturdays when we just wanted a break. <laughs> there was that AMC in the waterfront and mm-hmm. those buses that would never come in time, like all four of them, 61 ABCD, all went to the waterfront. Um, <laughs> and yet you could never get back from the waterfront. Absolutely. The number of times I got stranded there because the bus just never showed up. <laughs> <laughs> stranded. And the cabs, like, you have to understand, like, this was before Uber, Uber and Lyft were really ubiquitous. And the cabs in Pittsburgh were not a thing. No. Like, you, it was about 50-50 whether you get a legitimate cab or, like, a an unlicensed <laughs> gypsy cab. Yes. Like. <laughs> well, I remember we took one of those back from, I think we had gone out drinking, like, gone out clubbing, and then we went to that, like, the singular 24-hour restaurant in Pittsburgh, that diner. I hop. And then we, like, split a cab back to campus with these other people. Like, we were both getting dropped off on campus, and they were, like, somewhere slightly different. And (laughs) I ended up charging us, like, a huge amount of money. Right. (laughs) I forget how much, even. But it was, like, he dropped the first people off and charged them a huge amount of money. And then drove us, like, 0.1 miles further (laughs) and charged us the same amount of money. (laughs) I just cannot. Yeah, no, I just... It was... Oh, God. Pittsburgh was wild. Actually, it probably still is wild, but... <laughs> yes, you were a, a bridesman at my wedding. <laughs> hey. Oh, and yeah. It was great. You, uh... <laughs> I don't know what... I forget exactly when in the process it was, but I had both men and women in my bridal party, and the women were wearing dresses that were all of the same fabric, but different styles, um... And then there was another man in the bridal party who was just wearing the same tux as the groomsmen, but with a bow tie that was the same color as the bridesmaids' dresses. And you approached me about wearing an agbada that was, like, I forget which parts. It somehow incorporated the fabric from that was, like, the bridesmaids' dresses. It was fantastic. I, I did the most. Honestly, it was so good. And I, there's no other way to say it. You, I did. Way you had too like much. a hat made, like you had like a bag made. Right. I had. I had I all of had... it made. Because the thing is, <laughs> I remember thinking. Because when when you asked me, I was like, okay, first of all, you're gonna have to get a really, really nice dress to outdo me because I'm <laughs> not. I'm not letting up. I'm gonna do the absolute most. And I got, um, I went and got a custom Agbadamit because I was like, yeah, if you ask me, I'm not going to half step this. I'm not wearing a tux. What the hell? <laughs> Fuck you think I is? So I did get it made. The actually Agbada was black to resemble mm-hmm. like the tux of the guys. But the accents that were embroidered on it was in a similar color as to the, the dresses. And what I did was the places where the ladies got the fabric or the dresses from, I went and I tried to see if I can order just some fabric of it. 
and I did get the fabric and the fabric came and then I took it to um, a tailor to make it into the hat. The shoes, the shoes were also supposed to be metallic. Mm. Oh, yeah. Remember the shoes. I went looking for shiny metallic men's shoes. Guys, yeah. this, this was, I mean, this is before like shiny metallic shoes became like a, a popular thing. <laughs> I scraped yeah. and looked. I went hell and high water to find a pair. And I did find a pair. And I got them. And they you were did. great. They, they were like little, they were Dorothy shoes. They had so much bling on them. <laughs> they were so good because, the, yeah, the bridesmaids were wearing silver heels and you found silver shoes. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, I did find silver shoes. I was doing oh, I the most. Shoes. Oh, it was amazing. We took, at my wedding, I mean, we took the ultimate follow-up to the contrast photo because not only was i obviously i still white and you still black you were wearing all black and exactly I was wearing all white <laughs> i remember i the photo is in this document i see it here and i was wearing mm-hmm. the the warhol blonde wig i was wearing was i wearing the warhol blonde wig for that one I don't remember, but I remember like I was a lot of use out of that blonde wig. I did. I I'm snapping. I did. I got so much use out of that blonde wig. I wore it for Rocky Horror when we went out in Halloween. We went out for Halloween one year and I remember I dressed up as Rocky from Rocky Horror Picture Show. Again, if you're listening to this podcast and you don't have the range, pause the podcast. Go Google the Rocky Horror Picture Show. It is a cult classic. Learn something. But anyway, I was Rocky from the Rocky Horror Picture Show, and I had the blonde wig, I had the boots, and I had the gold pants. I had the gold, uh, they're pretty much gold trunks. Yeah. And I think you also dressed the same year as America, period, or yeah, the flag of the America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the year I, I dressed up as America, so I had a, a dress. A dress that was just an American flag, so there was only a sleeve on one side. So if you lifted it up, the one sleeve, it was the flag. And I had, like, a red, white, and blue tiara and, like, flag tattoo, like, fake tattoos. I swear to God. (laughs) It was America. It was great. But you know what I remember that year? Oh, my God. Is I think we went party hopping, and because I was dressed as Rocky, and I didn't have a coat... I had a cape. You had a cape. <laughs> but even then, that cape did absolutely nothing. It was October no. 31 in Pittsburgh. <laughs> it was damn near below freezing. Near yep. below. And I was just walking around in gold underwear. Freezing. <laughs> freezing the whole night. I remember I was so cold that night. But you know what? Mm-hmm. Hoes don't get cold. And that's not on that. <laughs> <laughs> That's all Mary had a little lamb. <laughs> I remember that because I remember, I mean, as with probably most nights, I think we started at Phi and another, a mutual friend of ours had dressed as Honey Boo Boo and as part of her costume <laughs> had like a giant thing of cheese balls. <laughs> so I just remember being at this bar <laughs> eating this giant thing of cheese balls, which I don't even like. Right. Uh... <laughs> I just, oh, yeah, times. yeah, okay, you know, I, I, I take that back, May, but you know what, no, I don't take that back, Pittsburgh is still trash, but I think <laughs> we managed to find ways to make it fun, 
We found ways to make it fun. (laughs) And we've stayed friends after college. Like, we both, I mean, obviously, (laughs) obviously had friends in college and had a lot of mutual friends, but not everyone who I was close friends with in college I've stayed friends with. Same. Um, I mean, all of them, like, I would be friendly with. Like, there's there's no one who I was a close friend in college with. It's not like high school where, please don't contact me. (laughs) (laughs) Like, (laughs) Like, if a college friend who I haven't talked to in a really long time like came and talked to me, I'd be excited to talk to them. But there were a lot of people who I was very good friends with who I thought I'd keep in better contact with and then didn't. Same. For one reason or another. I I wanna be able to explain that, but I can't. But I I, I don't lose sleep mm-hmm. over it. I was like, if I catch you in another ten years and yeah. we we get to be friends again, cool. If I don't wish you well, stay the fuck over there. It's great. <laughs> no, but some people from college I'm like, okay, we are canceling you completely canceling you but even then like just like in retrospect duh but i didn't really realize how unique college is in having all of your friends physically located in the same place i did not realize how spoiled i was with that until afterwards when it was like oh like if our friend like if i want to see if i want to see even one friend that's a whole thing but if i want to see a group of friends gotta take time off work somebody's gotta fly somebody's gotta drive we gotta book an airbnb <laughs> like it's a production it is a production which is why like <laughs> when like when people say that like the first couple of years when we were out everybody would just agree to go back for carnival because mm-hmm. that was kind of everybody knew they'd see it's like a one bird you kill all the stones <laughs> see what i did there but anyway <laughs> yeah as long as you showed up for carnival <laughs> you could pretty much be guaranteed yeah. that like at least 70% of all the people you know would also show up for Carnival. But after you right. said the second year out, that dies off really fast. Yeah, but you're right. I think even the the friends that you used to be friends with in college, even if you end up for whatever reason living in a similar, maybe the same state, not necessarily the same mm-hmm. city, that could make it easier just in terms of proximity. But like the logistics of trying to plan it. Are you available on... Yep. Tuesday at 7 p.m. And then they'll be like, oh, I already have a thing or my mom is in town or I'm working late. Like it just, it became, and then if, again, if it's more than one friend, if it's three or four, like even if you all agree one time, it's okay. Like everybody checks their calendars. Literally a week before, people will just start dropping off. Like, oh no, there's something that came up. Or It's just so difficult to stay friends with people after college. No matter how busy you are, I don't think... Because you and I, we don't see each other every day. If we, like, right. if we, even, like, we don't even have, like, full-on conversations, like, every other day. Usually, I, we send each other a whole bunch of m- memes all at once, and we see them when we <laughs> see them, and then we discuss them when we discuss them. It's not, like... Yeah. But but it doesn't it doesn't mean, like, when we eventually see each other, it's whatever. We just talk about stuff, and we kiki. But, yeah, there are people who just don't even put the effort into reciprocating or even planning a thing so i'm like well i'm gonna have to match them i'm gonna have to just do exactly what they're doing i'm not going to put much more effort that's a lot of work yeah i think that's when it's tough for me is when a friendship is like i think a lot of times that's when it falls off for me is when it's a very uneven amount of work right because it's not even like necessarily about time because there's definitely been times with like you and other friends where it's like just like there's nothing going on in my life to talk about or I'm just like going through it and it's like don't talk like meaningfully for months at a time <laughs> like 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 send some memes or like whatever but then like those people I know when I reach back out to them like right. it's fine be like, right yeah we're we're friends um but there's people 
that it's like it's like you want to be friends with them and you keep reaching out to them and keep reaching out to them and and nothing really happens that I used to feel really guilty about not keeping those kind of friends but I don't anymore <laughs> I we graduated and I kid you not like in less than a year like 90% of the people that I knew fell off so my husband also went to Carnegie Mellon he majored in engineering because he's smart we majored in science because we're not um <laughs> <laughs> we're perfectly intelligent, but we're not smart. Um, <laughs> so we, like, immediately after college, saw a lot more of his friends than my friends. Not because of anything except that his friends all went and got real jobs that paid them real money, and all of my friends went to grad school. <laughs> we keep fucking up. We don't learn. We still don't learn. It's it's making minimum wage in grad school. Less than minimum wage because honestly, <laughs> if you consider what you make in grad school and you stretch it over the number of hours you actually have to work, <laughs> we'll probably we've probably said it before and we'll say it again. Don't don't get an undergrad degree in science. It's useless without a graduate degree in science, and you don't want to get a graduate degree in science. <laughs> Louder for the people in the back. Please don't do it. Learn from don't our mistakes. Do it. But yeah, hopefully we'll all be out of grad school and have some time to have some real money to see each other and go on trips together before, God forbid, someone decides to have children and then we never see each other again. <laughs> Take them out of the rotation. <laughs> God, well, I was so excited to finally, at the beginning of 2020, move down to DC because I had you and another college friend of ours in the DMV area and then the Panda Express hit and <laughs> see each other. <laughs> Man. I have seen you exactly in person one time since you moved to DC. One time. It is ridiculous. You are an hour away. Oh, I was gonna say I don't know how many friends you've seen in person since the pandemic Lovato started, but <laughs> it's exhausting. Zero. Like the first time I really spent time with a friend, just that much social interaction, I was exhausted. Right. It's like, I haven't actually spent time with people in person. Right. And it, especially like if, if it's more so than one, like if it's one person, like I could pretty much manage. Mm -hmm. But if it's more than one, it takes me out. And I haven't done since the since the pandemic. I like usually see people one on one. Not more than one mm -hmm. at a time. Yeah, and I remember I, I recently got in contact with um, somebody I haven't seen or spoken to in like seven years. And they just happened to be close to my city. And I remember we just started. It was so fortuitous. We just would start. And I was like, yeah. wait, you were here? And yeah, so we went hanging out. And that was fun. But I remember the next day I was just so drained. I was like, mm -hmm. wow. I forgot how to do this. This actually takes energy. Oh, but we do have now... This has actually been interesting. So I was talking about how you get so spoiled in college having your friends all right there. We very recently... My husband and I had a mutual friend move in literally two blocks away from us. Cool. Um, yeah, like very quick walking distance. He was moving to the area and just didn't know it really well and was like, well, I know people here. Like... You guys don't hate it, so he, moved to, he, he actually toured our apartment building, which would have been hilarious. But, but yeah, it's been great, but really strange to have that kind of 
friend around again where you can yeah. see a friend without it being a production where yep. you can, like you can you actually can, just text and yeah. be like want to go out to the thing tonight and it's like no okay fine we'll just go tomorrow exactly. <laughs> it's not like wait another three years right yeah right, right. yeah yeah now that i now that i live in a city i'm not just me <laughs> several we're like peer pressuring our friends to move to the area so, I, look, anybody who's like, if you are my friend and you are listening to this podcast and I haven't seen you in a while, better get your ass to the state of Maryland or Virginia. Do it fast. <laughs> because like, if you live in Saskatchewan, I'm not coming over there to see you. Like, just don't, don't do that to me. Cause we like, just don't do that. Just show up here. Yeah, well, our fucking friends kept moving to the West Coast, and we were like, no. <laughs> it's so what far. what happens there? It's like, like <laughs> honestly, like, why are people going there? It doesn't. It, it's interesting being like in a long term relationship or married. You like inherit each other's friends. I would know nothing about that. <laughs> <laughs> There's a whole friend group of people that were originally just my husband's friends. It's funny, I don't know when the point happened when I stopped referring to them as his friends and started as like our friends long enough, but we, we did New Year's together every year in New York City, but then a bunch of them started moving to the West Coast, so then we did one of the New Year's in California so far. We one time, uh, uh, some of our mutual friends got married in California, and... If I remember right, we were in California less than 24 hours. We literally just like flew there Saturday. It was like Saturday morning, went to the wedding. The next morning, we were just boop. Although I do think there's a something to be said for, like, I think sometimes you meet people who are compatible sounds weird because it sounds like a like romantic relationship, but that you're like compatible enough with that you can stay friends through different life events and as you change as people. I think there's other people who you can maybe be genuine friends with, but only through a certain time in your life. Yeah. Like there were a lot of people, my fresh, like we talked about how wild freshman year in college was. There were people who I would consider that at the time were, were genuine friends that I like really got me through that year who later in college I completely fell out of touch with because right. we just grew in different directions and just weren't... It's not like you had a falling out. It just... Sometimes it It's interesting to think, love. like, was I? Sometimes it hurts <laughs> Sometimes. instead. Do you have... Um, <laughs> are there any people from, like, your childhood who your parents still bring up as if you, like, you don't even remember them and they're like, do you ever talk to such and such? Do no, but they do bring up people since college my mom sometimes asks me about you and my mom can't <laughs> another mutual friend of, of ours who's also just another white girl my mom like mixes you two up your name starts with like the same sounding consonant and she's like do you and i'm like okay the one who used to live in connecticut is not the one that lives in missouri so not the same one <laughs> but yeah no my mom does they she mixes you two up all the time Oh god. Yeah, my mom asks about you all the time. Hey. My mom, I think she's met you like twice, but she really my mom loves you. She <laughs> Shout just out like to your mom. took a fancy to you. <laughs> she calls you Lumi. She doesn't hey. even call you Lumi. Yeah. It's Lumi. Your mom is the coolest. <laughs> tell her I said so. She is the coolest. Oh, you tell her she listens to the podcast. Oh. Hey, hey Christie's mom. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> You're the coolest. <laughs> I said it on the air. <laughs> but yeah, sometimes my parents will be like, oh, did you hear that such and such uh, moved to the city and they got married? I was like, I literally have not thought of that person in 15 years. <laughs> and you also genuinely still don't <laughs> And care. I never would have thought of them again if you didn't bring them. I have friends that I already know I like that I don't keep in contact with well because I'm just bad at it so like i'm not out here desperate to so desperate to be friends with someone that right. i'm gonna settle for some <laughs> like racist person what you just said is so true i can't believe i think where we were in college not only spoiled us in terms of like the the proximity to having that many friends close to you all at the same time but the caliber of friends i knew at that time in my life, the most intelligent people on the planet all at once. They were extremely intelligent. Their jokes always okay. landed. They had the range and they just got it. And yep. now I meet people and I'm like, the, the elevator just doesn't 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 go all the way up. <laughs> yep. The lights are on, but nobody's home. And I, I want to be, I want to yeah. get to, I'm like, but, and somebody said this to me the other day, they were like, you know, you don't only have to be friends with people who have the range. It's okay to be friends. With I'm like, nope, nope, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Look, if we're going to be friends, you better come with the oh. range. Like, I need to be able to have a conversation with you and not feel like I'm pulling teeth. This cannot be a difficult task for me. I just won't do it. Ha has that been yeah. true for you? Like the people you meet who you didn't meet in college, most of them are just not on that same level is that true or is it just me yes <laughs> yeah no that is true oh, that is true it was a little less true in um grad well a little less true in grad school but still kind of true <laughs> right but but yeah now the people oh yeah we were spoiled in that way <laughs> we are so spoiled. Yeah. This, like if i could sign up yeah. to go do undergrad again and not be as stressed as i was just <laughs> to like have friends who have the range I just might do it because yep. there was no shortage of range. Like you'd meet 10 people back to back to back to back to back. They all had the range. There was no lacking mm -hmm. there. But now I'm like, my husband and I, like we socialized a little bit before, <laughs> before the panoramic. And we hung out with this couple one time who seemed to be like nice enough and they were fun and we were chatting and we went to have drinks at their house and they bring us our drink and a thin blue line coaster. It's like... What's the blue line? Ah! The thin blue line, f like, flag. Like, the Blue Lives Matter. Ah! Another coaster! Blue Lives like, Matter coaster? coaster? You better... That, that's your cutie. It lead. was a Blue Lives Matter. We were like, all right, well... Do they have a funny story as to why it was ironic that they had it? They just really had a Blue Lives Matter coaster. No. He was a cop, which he at least <laughs> was smart enough to have not mentioned. <laughs> we had all, we like realized later that like the three out of the four of us had talked about our jobs and he had just not said. He knew. He knew. This is what I mean, right? Like if I have friends who don't have the same mindset as me today, it won't fly because Every time I meet you, I have to fight you on the topic. Do you know how much energy it takes for yeah. me to fight somebody on the same topic? Yeah, no, we're not. It's a, just go. <laughs> the looks are exchanging when they brought out those Blue Lives Matter posters. I'm so sorry. Yeah, the mood in the room would change instantly. You're just like, ah. Oh. I'm sure you, at that point, like every other time you yeah. see them, it's just going to be surface level. You're not really going to devote. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, right. Man, like sucks. I have enough, I have a hard enough time being 
which I shouldn't be, but I have a hard enough time being open with my actual friends who I trust and know and have known for a long time. Like, even then I struggle being, like, open about things. But yeah, no, <laughs> if that's where we're starting out, like, absolutely not. Yeah, I feel like I go through these this, like, cycle when I'm trying to make a friend because I have, like, such bad social anxiety mm. that when I go out and socialize, especially in, like, a big group, I really feel like I have to put on a face, like, really hype myself up to... And that's not true if it's, like, a whole group I know, but it's... I sometimes come off a lot more social and a lot more outgoing than I actually am. So that's people's first impression. Oh, I see. And then as I get to know them, I think I get a lot shyer because that's how I naturally am. But then I get to trust them and then I'm very outgoing again. Right. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so if if you stick with me through that whole journey. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's gold at the pot of the rainbow. Did I say that right? There's a pot of gold at the end the of gold, the rainbow. The gold of the pot. <laughs> gold of the pot. <laughs> 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 oh, help. Yeah. Oh, God. But the friends you do keep up with, like, what's your preferred method of keeping up with them? Do you, like, go out to drinks often or do you call them on the phone? Do you FaceTime them? It's about... 90% sending memes. <laughs> Works. I was just about to say, first of all, the friends that I do like, I don't keep up with them. But the ones I do, you know what you're going to get from me? You will get a ton of memes. If I find it and I think it's funny, I'm sending it to you. And the thing is, yeah. you know what I love about that? Is some people get offended if, if they send you a meme and you don't respond. Mm -hmm. I'm like, it's a meme. You don't have to respond to this meme. All you have to do is see it, laugh at it, and know that I'm the one who sent it. Yeah. That's it. Like, I'm not upset if you see a meme and you don't respond for five days. I don't care. I sent it to you so you can laugh at it, not so you can tell me I laughed at it. Like, right. Well, I'm glad you think that because I, you will regularly send me, like, 20 memes, and then I won't check my Instagram messages for a week, and then I watch them all at once. And they're that, great. <laughs> it's fantastic. That, literally, when I, when I can't sleep, which, when I can't, what I do is either I do a task that I know I can complete that doesn't require high brain activity, or... I just go look at the memes. And when I do it and I'm like cracking myself up because I'm delirious, I haven't slept. I'm like, who else is going to find this funny? And I just go down the list and send it. Yeah. And then, of course, that's how you eventually check your messages. You see like 20 memes all at once because that's exactly how I got them. But I actually, I appreciate that. I mean, one, because my friends tend to have a sense of humor and it's hilarious. But also, it I don't know, it feels meaningful to me that people are just like randomly going about their lives and they see something and it makes me, it right. makes them think of me. Like that actually, that's meaningful as a friend thing to me. Right. <laughs> and I just like getting memes. <laughs> I'll group video chat sometimes with groups of friends like we've done that with our groups of friends right. and it's always a great time and then we all say we're going to do it again and then we don't for another full calendar year <laughs> but group chats are a great way to keep in touch with people i feel like it's a lot easier than keeping up individual conversations i mean like obviously i like to and generally do keep up with individual conversations but just in terms of like staying in contact with people it's right. nice to have group chats. <laughs> also, I, I like friends that, you know, even if you haven't spoken in a year, the conversation doesn't start with small talk or what is it? It's usually mm -hmm. you just jump right into the deep end of, <laughs> so let me tell you the dumb shit that this morning yes. pissed me off. You just, you don't even waste any time being like, oh, it's yes. been a long time. How has your year been? How's it? No, yeah. you just be like, okay, fuck all that shit. Let's get, <laughs> let's mm -hmm. get right into it. 
Um, that's how you know they're a friend. Like, yeah. That's exactly how you know. And I'm that person. Like as soon as you, as soon as we start the conversation, no hi, hello, not none of that bullshit. Just get right into it. How have your friendships evolved from childhood to adulthood? I would say that the friendships in childhood, I don't think were meaningful. It was just I and I I would like to. I wish I had had meaningful friends in childhood. I just don't apparently. Mm-hmm. They weren't meaningful. We just were all our parents took us all to the same school or whatever and we saw each other every day. Mm-hmm. So we said hello. We made fun of each other and that was that on that. I also haven't really kept up with any of those friends cuz I know my husband has. My husband has people he's known since high school, since middle school. Might even be someone he's known since elementary school that he's still very good friends with, which is crazy to me. Yeah, I feel like a lot of my friends in childhood were just like we went to the same school or even more so because like I grew up in the suburbs for a lot of my like younger childhood. It was like the neighborhood kids, like right. we were friends with the neighborhood kids because the, the, all of the neighborhood, the neighborhood parents <laughs> saw each other and we were just in the neighborhood. <laughs> like, <laughs> this one you know. is difficult. How do you make friends as an adult? I mean, if someone knows the answer, please tweet us, message us. <laughs> record a tiktok to us because i don't know how you make friends as an adult i have no idea if i knew how to make (laughs) friends as an adult i would have so many friends somebody said oh join crossfit i was like i'm sorry no (laughs) No, absolutely not absolutely not because the idea was like oh get an activity that is so frequent enough that you have no choice but to be in proximity. You you don't make friends as an adult. But yeah, people will be like, go go get a hobby. Like with what time? With what money? With what <laughs> interests? Like no, don't. What with time, what talents? What money, what like interest? no, I have none of those. <laughs> right. Nothing. Literally, somebody said, "Do you expect somebody to kick down your front door and come be friends with you in your house?" I'm like, yes. <laughs> like that would be ideal. Just to show up to my house oh. and be my friend. <laughs> Just jump and be my friend. I do actually, I do know one thing. I do know one thing that has actually made us a couple friends, and that was getting a dog. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That actually, we actually have met some people that way because they also have dogs. Right. <laughs> Which is, maybe uh, we can we can ask, I don't know, who's a parent that I would actually ask? Or I feel like that happens children. too with, like, yeah. parents. Yeah. But, but we actually have made friends with other people who have dogs i see that's cool i can't (laughs) figure out a way to fit pet insurance in there and somebody was like yeah just don't get pet insurance i'm like so what happens when the dog gets it i could just i just kill it like i don't need to say it that way but like i'm like (laughs) (laughs) what makes a friendship successful or not you know what? You go first. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't have, like, I'm gonna have to think. I don't know. I feel like it's so many factors and I don't even know all of them. Like part of it is just being physically located in the same place and it being convenient. But then you can argue like, it, that's one of those things like, would the friendship still survive if you weren't conveniently located near one another? That's the one, right? I would say more than that. I would say, if nothing else, the willingness to maintain the friendship that person has to mean something to you that person has to either you have to enjoy their company or you have memories with them that keep building good friends are hard to come by like point blank period i think 
there's so many factors that can ruin a friendship so fast and mm -hmm. we, we didn't even like talk about friendships and money on this episode but i think that yeah. is a big thing that ruins friendships there's a lot of outside things that can ruin that can friendship. really mess up a friendship money's definitely one romantic relationships is another one either like one friend falling in with a significant other that really screws up the dynamic or right. friends who then like start dating that can that can be a whole thing of, of like a friendship turning into a romantic relationship and people having different ideas of whether it oh, should that'll right <laughs> That'll get you. Mm. <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> so. Cheers to successful friendships. If you have them, keep them, maintain them, nurture them, because they are mm -hmm. hard to come by. So that concludes our episode on friendships. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Big Empty Purse. So tweet us, message us, let us know any topics you'd like to hear us cover. On next week's episode, we'll be talking about 90s technology. Until next time, peace.